and uh, eventually it became a joke also in the juries when i would enter and they say okay now the we're going to have some entertainment but in the third year i don't know what happened to me but uh, i decided now to to kick ass hi you're listening to design this way and i am kabul obroy my guest today is anthony lopez Anthony is a cross-disciplinary thinker and visualizer. He is the founder and principal designer of Lopez Design, a very well-known communication and branding firm from Delhi. Lopez Design has a diverse team consisting of graphic designers, communication experts, product designers, interior architects, software professionals, writers, motion and digital designers. What's unique about Lopez Design is the studio culture and environment that Anthony has nurtured with his relentless passion. On today's episode, we talk about Anthony's journey as a designer. He tells us about how and why he started his own studio, and we talk about the work, studio culture and the future of Lopez Design. Now, I present Anthony Lopez. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kamal. So I have read that in your childhood you spent your time in print labs in National Institute of Design, seeing your father create block prints. Yeah. So my father was a block maker, uh, and he got a job in NID. And uh, and during holidays and uh, you know when there was no school, he used to take me to to NID, and I used to hang around in his studio or in his department you know so i grew up in nid technically speaking and and uh, so that place usually influenced me as a person as a growing up child you know and it must be quite fascinating to see all that happen in front of you him practicing the art and even the environment in nid yeah yeah huge so uh, first of all i think it's one of the most beautiful campuses uh, i have seen and and uh, the printing department where i used to spend most of the time i used to spend most of the time in actually all all departments at nid and and also the library you know uh, and and uh, but i did spend a lot of time in in the printing department and i used to watch endlessly uh, all the printing processes uh, and and at that point of time uh, there was an offset machine but there were a lot of uh, letter press machines yeah you know? and letter press machines were all mechanical and you could see mechanical arms going this way and that way and, and it's usually fascinating it was like yeah. like robotics of 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 those times you know it's like being in a candy shop Oh, oh, oh <laughs> much more than that, <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 mesmerizing to the highest degree. Uh, and I remember seeing cutting machines, you know. So they would put this hundred, two hundred, or five hundred sheets into a machine, and you know, it cuts. And then you see the way the blade goes through it. Yeah. And I could watch it for hours, you know. Uh, and 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 likewise, uh, block making, which my father was pretty good at, you know. So he would. he would sit and route uh, the blocks you know uh-huh. uh, and then he would sit and manually uh, you know correct the etching with uh, scalpels you know right uh, which was his he was he was very artful about the way he, he corrected blocks and with an eye glass he used to do that and i used to just uh-huh. keep on watching him and was there a temptation at that time when you saw all this happen in front of you that you wanted to take up this creative path as a career 
um, I was never uh, so I come from a family which believed in engineering and doctors. My uh-huh. father was although not very well educated. Uh, my from my mother's side, basically, again uh, they were uh, engineers and uh, you know uh, doctors and stuff like that. Uh, and so I was always pressurized to become an engineer. So my my parents never uh, encouraged me to do design. And I think partly because my father used to see what used to happen in ID and, and then he, uh, mm-hmm. it was fun life and open life and right. and and the, those were early times of design, you know, right. where people did not know what they were doing and whether they would not get a steady job and things like that. So people, it was a struggling uh, field at that point of time. Right, right, right. Uh, so there was not very strong encouragement. And and uh, when I finished my tenth, that time I started realizing I want to do design, but I was pushed into uh, you know science. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and engineering, you know, and lucky for me, I I, I did not get an admission in a good college. <laughs> uh, and then my father relented and said, okay, you can you can apply for design and architecture. Both that were the two fields which I was interested in. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so took I, I took a year drop and uh, I was at a photographer's, uh, you know, I was an apprentice, not at NID, at uh, at an ex NID faculty member who had set up his own studio. Uh-huh. Uh, permanent Dalwadi. Uh, so my father went and spoke to him, and he's and so Permanent told uh, you know my dad that he'll have to do everything. So my dad said, "Ha ha, sab kuch kar lega." <laughs> and in real terms, when I went to the studio, uh, he said, "Okay, now clean up the place. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there's a chai ka kettle there. Go and get chai from across the street." And uh, so for six months I was there, and uh, I was there for a year almost. Uh-huh. But for six months uh, I was just doing the studio cleaning. Uh, cleaning of prints and uh, getting chai you know, uh, for a guest and, <laughs> and cleaning up the cups and all those things. So, so that was my, my induction to... That was during the time you took a, uh, a break. Took a, yeah. And I was preparing my portfolio, learning how uh, to sketch. I couldn't draw at that point of time at all. So you never drew as a child or like otherwise? No, no, no. Okay. So I did, did draw and I did abstract things but mm. not the way... Uh, uh, drawing is it, yeah like the you know, artist uh, how the, the artist do uh, yeah in terms of being a good person who could capture perspectives and capture human forms and stuff like that I was very bad at it I continue to be uh, reasonably poor at it but uh, after training basically one knows how to do it in that sense yeah and then after that you joined NID yeah yeah how was it uh, going to NID like so the first year is foundation year so where where you exploring um, different uh, you know mediums and and uh, learning the basics of everything, including drawing, you know, <laughs> and perspectives and stuff like that, photography, yeah. uh, metalworks, uh, you know, furniture, a little bit of uh, you know wood. So you, you explore all materials, you know. Right. So it gives you a very good uh, foundation into uh, and, and sensibilities. It builds your sensibilities up, right. you know? and uh, uh, it exposes you to many many things. And and so that point of view, we had environment exposure, you know. Of course, so we went to villages and spent time in village, and uh, and I think the way environment exposure is taught at NID, and I think at many schools now, is that you sketch things out, you know, sketch mm-hmm. what you see, and when you sketch what you see, you are observing things which you would not have observed otherwise, and then you are training your eye to see, and and uh, and that learning is basically you are training your brain to start seeing things the way you would never have seen before, right. you know, and and I think. Everybody who goes through this journey of environmental exposure, uh, it's called different things in different schools, I think transform them to become a designer, you know. Right, right, it right. brings this aspect of uh, you truly being empathetic to everything around you. And uh, I joined as a, as a, as a normal student. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then Only you a little bit of chose 
graphic design later on yeah yeah so again i had i had all the choices but i i strongly believed all along uh, you know that that graphic design had a future again i came from a very small uh, family in a house you know so 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 being successful at what you do was important for me in that sense so from a field perspective i said product design is going nowhere furniture is anyway difficult somehow i never got attracted to textiles but it as a field right. continues to fascinate me but i thought that communication and communicating uh, to masses you know in india and all those things was was is, is a never ending you know right. exercise it's never going to die right right, right. Uh, and thereby graphic design is not going to die you know so not have less important how was the scene in graphic design back then so during that time again as i said no all fields of design were struggling you know right. so so there were um, i mean uh, seniors of mine who were practicing independent design and uh, uh there was uh, uh, sujata keshwan and yeah. there was priti vyas ganeti and you know all these people were were already uh, practicing designers uh, either in other firms or or and and were getting pretty well known uh, in the market you know but i think it was still a struggling field uh, it continues to be all, i think all our design verticals struggle to get recognition from clients you know uh, right. and and respect in return in terms of uh, acknowledgement that it does make a difference to business in that sense mm. is getting better but but i think at that point of time it was it was pretty tough right right and uh, what kind of project did you create at nid like as a graphic design student was there any particular project that really shaped your direction in- for the so first 3 years i just i had a ball <laughs> and uh, every 6 months i was almost thrown out of nid <laughs> uh, why uh, for many reasons i mean i thought i was a mischievous person uh, <laughs> i used to have a lot of fun there and again because um, i was i was uh, not good at drawing so i was always uh-huh. bashed by the faculty you know and because your earlier courses were all drawing and so i was always warned about uh, that you're not doing good enough and you're going thrown out you know and uh, eventually it became a joke also in the juries when i would enter and they say okay now the we're going to have some entertainment you know? <laughs> so all the jury guys would suddenly suddenly get, get alive when when i would enter the room <laughs> but in the third year i don't know what happened to me but uh, uh, i decided now to to kick ass you know uh-huh. uh and at that point of time i took a poster design project uh, for myself you know and i designed a poster and and i immersed myself in it uh, and i went through this journey which made me very very confident about what i was doing conceptually on that poster you know and i what worked what poster were you making like what was the brief like uh, i just took a uh, a word form mm. and i said let me define form for that poster okay and, and back then basically i i said that form cannot have one definition mm-hmm. uh, and thereby it was a collage Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and from various perspectives i was trying to depict collage visually right. uh, and typographically both Right. So it turned out to be a multi-layered uh, poster, uh, and 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 back then I had to do everything with hand, concept after concept and sketch after sketch, and then you make a full-size poster. And I involved a lot of people in um, giving me feedback into the entire process, and and made it very yeah a thorough process for myself. At the end of it, uh, I I prepared for my jury. Ah. Okay. and the same thing happened i entered the jury <laughs> and uh, all the members started laughing and saying here comes anthony <laughs> and but i was so well prepared i told them listen guys uh, i would like to present my my ah. my project and i went ahead because i was well planned and i went ahead and presented the project right. and there was silence at the end of it <laughs> there was no questions asked 
Wow. You know, and 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 subsequently it happened. Uh, all my juries went that fashion. So I learned uh, the hard way mm. uh, of how to prepare yourself, how to work hard towards you know certain goals, right. which you know that uh, that you have achieved. You know, at the end right. of the process. Yeah, I think everybody has to find themselves, and and uh, and in life, basically, there are many stages of this finding yourself. Uh, thing is sometimes. Uh, your mentors help you. Your parents help you in finding yourself early. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that and and uh, lucky but people. in my case, I mean, it <laughs> happened uh, once during NID, and then much later right. uh, in my professional career, uh, where where I uh, yeah broke the so-called mold for myself. You know? So after NID, you moved to uh, an ad agency, right? I, I, ad agency experiences were during during NID. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. that was six month internship that you did. Then. Yeah. So I had done uh, two internships. So one was I did uh, one internship with uh, Thrikaya Gray at that point of time. Okay. Uh, uh, so I went to the so called uh, the most creative agency of our country, which was Thrikaya. The best of the people, creative people out there. And uh, so I, I did one internship there. Uh, and advertising agencies at that time fascinated me because they were the most efficient engines. Of producing mm -hmm. communication, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went to the so-called most creative agency, and then I went to the most, uh, the fastest-growing agency, which was okay. Mudra. That was the peak time for them, okay. you know. And and Reliance, uh, it was Mudra belonged to Reliance, and that was their biggest client. Okay. And Reliance mm -hmm. was speaking at that point of time, the textile business, Vimal, and all those things. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what I learned from there, but but they were very good experiences of, of being in an agency, of how an organization. Uh, functions, functions uh, a large organization functions from a creative perspective. Yeah, and yeah. how to deliver. How, how they deliver. Which yeah. is like one of the things that you learn only and only at workplaces. Yes. Yeah, that's true, that's true. And after that, right out of the college, you decided to uh, start something on your own, right? No. So all these places I had gone to for internships or you know people whom I knew, mm -hmm. uh, somehow everybody had offered me a job. Mm -hmm. You know, and some even gave me letters. You know, so I, I felt really kicked about that. Mm -hmm. And and soon after an idea, I started writing to these organizations. You know, okay. that hey, I'm passing out and and I'm open for an offer now. You know, and then I realized that uh, you know, if these guys really want me, then they should call me. I should not write to them. <laughs> so I tore my applications. <laughs> and my poor mother, <laughs> she almost cried. You know, and then she heard uh, the parents who are working, putting all their money into their children's education. And said, my, what a hopeless kid I have got. Who's <laughs> now going to sit at home waiting for the job offer to come? Uh, uh, you know, but I was very lucky. So uh, Amar called me. Amar of uh, Design Habit, now Design right, Habit. Right, uh, right. You know, it was called Oriel Design at that time. So he called me up uh, suddenly and said, "Tu kya kar raha hai? What are you doing?" You know, so I said, uh, "Nothing much." He said, uh, "Then come over." And uh, so they were into exhibitions and and museum designs and stuff like that. So so that that's what brought me to Delhi. Okay. So we worked on the Swaraj Bhavan Museum, and I was doing a, a small component there, the audiovisual for for one of the sections, you know. Uh, and but it was great working with Amar, Aurajit, you know, uh, and all mm -hmm. these guys. Massive team was put together to to deliver these this this entire museum. And uh, so I was the I think the only guy who finished the project in time. <laughs> You know, okay. because I was after Amar and all these guys with, with my priorities in place. And, uh, and then later on, basically, uh, while we were there in Allahabad, uh, uh, I was put in charge of supervising the, all other stuff, you know, making sure everything else happened in time. Okay. And, and that's when I fell ill, you know. Uh, uh, so I felt really badly ill. 
and uh, Amar and his and his wife uh, brought me back to Delhi and uh, and they took care of me for six months. So wonderful people. I mean, and, and so now I look at hindsight, I said, who the hell would take care of you for six months? <laughs> and they gave me some menial job uh, within Oriol Design and kept paying me the salary, you know. And I bummed around for six months and eventually, yeah, I left them, you know, uh, because they were not doing anything worthwhile at that point. So I was handling their photography department, you know. So Silent Parker was heading photography and. Uh, and uh, I was brought in to promote the department and try and market it, you know, but it was not going anywhere. So a few friends of us got together uh, and uh, they said, why don't we do some business together? Mm-hmm. So that's how I started Whisper Design. So there was Niladri, there was Aditya, who were two product designers and, uh, and myself as a graphic designer, we said, let's start. You were business. of a similar age group? We, Niladri was uh, one year senior to me in NID and uh, Aditya was uh, an AP guy, advanced entry program. Uh-huh. So he, had, he was an engineer who then did design. Okay. Uh, so we three started off uh, yeah, Whisper Design. What kind of work were you doing? Like? Oh, what kind of work? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was very tough. Uh, so we all used to live in this uh, flat in South Extension. On, the, on Barsati, uh, one room apartment, uh, which was our studio, which was our home. Uh, <laughs> that was a registered office as well. Registered office also and everything. So we would literally, so we had a, Niladri had worked on a partition system. So we had a, a, a six foot partition, that would, that would be the partition between our bedroom and our office. <laughs> and and uh, so we would work late in the night and morning a client would come to the studio and we would walk out <laughs> from our beds and come in. This side. So it was very, it was great fun and I think a very alive uh, part of my life uh, where one didn't know where the next bread or butter came from, you know. And um, so we would have debts with the Kiranawala, you know, and things like that. So we, we, it was a very tough time, yeah. But it was a great fun time because we were three of us together uh, and we had a terrace outside of Abarsati. So every evening uh, we used to have 10, 15 friends coming to visit us. Yeah. Uh, so there was, you know, we used to play darts and we used to play carom and we used to have parties every second day and, and things like that. So it was a great fun place. But how did you figure out uh, the business side of design over there? Because there you had to make contracts, you had to you know, do the paperwork for a company that you started. Yeah, so you pick up uh, threads from here and there, you know, and you start making proposals and then you, you go through a project and then you'll figure out that, you know, how faulty was your proposal. <laughs> okay. Uh, both in terms of undercoating, time frames, commitment, uh, terms right. and conditions, you know, all those things. So I think uh, the so-called uh, one-page proposal now for us, uh, if, you, if you put it on 11 point, would run into now 25 pages, you know. So uh-huh. now we know how to make uh, very good uh, legal proposals, you know. Yeah. So, so where you are well protected uh, from various perspectives, you know. So uh, as you uh, run your business for many years, as you uh, meet other people, as mm-hmm. you talk to people internationally, then you realize uh, that what is what are the stakes uh, involved in in, uh, yeah. in commitments or in giving away IP, you know? And then how do you protect yourself from uh, possible infringement which you are not aware of, you know? Right. And then slowly, slowly you realize that what you are you are creating is is one of its kind, uh, you know? Uh-huh. So so I think those are those are things which which you grow into understanding, uh, uh-huh. especially I think from the journey which we took. Right. Uh, I don't think it's it, it takes so much time now to do to to understand these things. Okay, but I, I I don't know I disagree with that to some extent because my personal experience and the experience of my friends they still struggle with 
trying to figure out where can they find a template or you know a way to figure out how to make a good proposal unless somebody is working well, in that some because, company uh, mentor has you know no, i think that's up. that's uh, i think it's available firstly a lot of it's available on the net okay. but uh, and i think the struggles of indian designers or young indian designers is purely because uh, the community is closed you know Yeah. we are not open minded people we don't give away things very easily that is true uh but i think it it should change i think the future and goodness of design or growth of design will depend on on how much are we willing to share so i don't think necessarily that that you as a young person should go through this journey which i have been through uh, okay. uh i i disagree with it totally because mm-hmm. uh, the times have changed uh, the, mm-hmm. the the concept of time has also changed mm-hmm. uh so although i have had a very beautiful journey so far you mm-hmm. know and i and i nourish every moment i have spent on on mother earth mm-hmm. uh but i think you should you should spend it differently because your times are different right, right. and uh, something like this uh, you will have to grow into mm-hmm. writing better proposals right. and protecting yourself or making sure that you are respected in return right uh but the basics should be given to you mm. and it's yeah. okay yeah i think i think uh, maybe as a indian design community we should uh, probably do something for you know open source proposal for all the designer because i think it it will help the whole community maybe i don't know anyways i think we digress yeah. too far from what we were talking about yes yes we're talking about your time at whisper design yeah so those were good times a lot of learning time but also basically we we at whisper design were very strong headed people mm mm-hmm. mm uh so each one of us felt like we were we were uh, we knew you know, we know everything you know yeah. so i felt i knew everything and and billu felt he knew everything and aditya felt it. and we got in one more partner at that point of time tilak lod yeah. who is another eccentric uh, mad chap who who loved experimenting with uh, you know mechanics and electronics and stuff like that so we brought him and we wanted to create a product for ourselves you know Mm-hmm. so we pumped in everything we had into that uh, also project so all of us felt that we were uh, great people right and uh, so so within us basically there were there were reasonable amount of com- conflicts you know so mm. uh, we, we we eventually were realized at least i realized that we were thinking very differently from right. each other you know we had a broad common goal uh, mm. and we did not use that uh, what do you say diversity in our thinking as a constructive advantage uh-huh. you know? uh which we could have used constructively but i think because the challenges we were facing uh, at that point of time for survival for getting the next job etc etc brought in about these conflicts because if there was success then then it could have become an advantage but when <laughs> yeah. there is uh, you know difficulties coming and i wouldn't say failures i don't think we had failures uh but when there's difficulty uh, then conflicts basically turn into negative and that's when you uh, not that we fought with each other or had any wars <laughs> but uh, but there was this this feeling right 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 oh then another friend of mine uh, called me to join them <laughs> to join her in fact uh, sonia uh, and she had this firm called gulfarm and so gulfarm was into uh, home furnishing export of home furnishing mm-hmm. uh, especially to europe and america and and uh, she called me in and that time basically i i said i'm not going to do any design uh, so i went and joined sonia and i should take care of her factory take care of all the labor take care of all the contracts mm-hmm. take care of all the suppliers uh, you know so that's another learning for me which happened of how to manage work and 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 uh, and how do you handle commitment at the other end to a international buyer who uh, certain standards have to be met up and certain delivery timelines have to be delivered you know? right 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 otherwise the penalty is coming right, or right. orders get cancelled you know so, so you're pretty much acting like a business manager 
over there. Yeah, so I was a manager there, I was a factory okay. manager, technically speaking. And uh, at that time, we got a computer and I put everything into Excel sheets and, you know, so I was doing all this mechanical work, you know, of streamlining the business, you know. So, what was the time that you left that and then you started Dopez Design after that, right? Yeah, so, so that uh, partnership was not going anywhere. Uh, then, then I stepped out of that business and I started Lupe Design. So I said, Jobi Karna I Khud Karo and be responsible for it. So I have no fingers to point out to anybody. So, but like at that time, was it also the case that you were feeling that you, you were trained as a designer, you wanted to do that and you were doing some other role? No, no, there was no frustration in the work because I, 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 I still believe that I could be doing anything and, and be immersed and, and love what I'm doing. So my passion would lie in any, any activity where I would take up. It's just that basically that, that, that relationship was not working up, uh, I had to move forward in life. So then you decided, I want to start my own. Yeah, I said, I better do something with my life. I did the next thing what I could do best was uh, come Lupe back to, to design. Yeah, And uh, that's how I started Lupe Design, mm. with my name on it. So I said, I'm responsible for it fully, in every respect. So who was your first client at Lopez? So first client was again an interesting story. So I was in a friend's, uh, photographer's friend's studio. And uh, generally hanging around at his studio and... Um, and he's saying, oh, I've got the shoot coming up. And I said, show me what you're going to shoot. And he showed me some sketches with the agency he had designed, a brochure mm -hmm. uh, for a client, you know. And then I said, uh, I looked at the brochure uh, design sketches. And I said, this is really bullshit stuff, you know. Uh, while the products which the client is making is very interesting. And one can do some good stuff with photography, you know. Right, right. And he's saying, oh, the client is just coming so you can talk to the client. You know? mm -hmm. So this guy walks into his studio and then he introduces me to him and says he has something to say about your brochure. <laughs> so I ripped it apart with this guy. And this guy basically was a, a manager in the company, but he was also the son of the owner. Oh. And I didn't know about you it. You didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next thing he says, why don't you do it? <laughs> and uh, we did a mind-blowing uh, photography brochure for him. Ah. Uh, yeah, and each shoot was extremely detailed out and romantic. I still got that poster, one poster in my studio where we did uh, one frame, one shot. It would take one week uh -huh. to make and, and shoot uh -huh. uh, with multiple exposures and stuff like that, you know, and, and on a Sinarmas uh, camera, which is the large format. And the amount of detail it captures is, is, is superb, you know, and fantastic. And uh, at that point of time, there was no Photoshop. Mm -hmm. So there was no color correction involved. So what we shot was what was printed. You know, so there was no, no manipulation. So again, that learning of, of doing things uh, to that level of perfection where you have no chance of correction. There's uh, no control Z. There's no... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's no no so too. that's a different mentality how you build yourself on. Uh, that was your first client. That was my first client in, in Lopez Design, yeah. Interesting. So that's when you decided to start your own firm, when you got this Yeah, case. and then I, 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 the old clients, because uh, Billu and Aditya uh, later on basically did not continue graphic design as a field. Okay. So all my old clients were there. And the moment I called them, they all jumped at, uh, you know, and so, so I had no problem of work <laughs> in that sense. So how was the first year of running your own studio like? First year was fine because I was still continuing with Sonia. At that point of time, and I started this on the side. So I had a place the to stay. The studio was a place to stay and a laptop. Oh, yeah, and, and no laptops. No sorry, laptop. one, so one, one PC. Uh, with, uh, with, uh, CRT with, monitor. There was, a, I think, Apple was so just started at that point of time. Oh. Yeah, and soon enough, I left uh, Noida and I came to Shapurjat. Mm. So again, to a one-room apartment. Uh, the same place where. Uh, no, not not okay. where I am currently. Inside Shapurjat, deep inside Shapurjat. Okay. 
so we had a one room uh, studio and uh, a friend of mine gave me uh, two small tables so those two tables became computer tables uh-huh. and uh, rest of the work we did on the floor <laughs> and we would work day and night so we would sleep on the floor and you know, so the floor became our our uh, studio in many respects we continue to give importance to the floor in our current studio also interesting and the first year were there struggles with the money and clients and no once i started off on my own uh, then i ran my business uh, reasonably decently i would say that uh, the many, struggles were how many years has it been uh, since locus design was formed i lost count i think it's about uh, 20 20 plus, 20 plus. yeah 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 and oh. I, don't, i don't keep tab of number of years after a point is good not to keep tab <laughs> and like the kind of clients that you have worked with it's quite big portfolio uh, considering the time that we have for this podcast i had to take few projects that we could talk about and yeah one of the most interesting project for me uh, when i saw your portfolio was bihar museum yes how did you get that gig so i think by that time uh, we were reasonably well known in the market so there was this uh, organization called lord cultural resources they had heard about us so they wrote to us and said that there is this uh, rfp which is going to come out and we're going to invite people to bid for this project you know across the world mm. so we initially we said no to them but they convinced us that this project was handled professionally uh, the chief secretary of bihar was the guy handling himself the nodal uh, person on the job uh and convince me that he is a great man to work with you know uh-huh. so so we pitched for it we didn't pitch for it but we made a presentation on what is our understanding of what a museum branding should be like ah uh, okay giving uh, them a vision of that yeah so we said no to pitch we don't pitch as a studio and wherever whenever we we have broken that rule we have regretted it <laughs> that time also we didn't pitch for it we made, we gave them an a presentation our understanding of what uh the branding could be and they decided to go with you right after that yeah so we won it yeah we won it and oh, it was okay. a pretty massive project uh, it had uh, you know the branding project the the identity uh, the social media the signage system uh-huh. the print material right right know? right uh, so it was it was a it was the biggest project in terms of everything coming together at the same time and um, i've seen the case study on your site like you and otherwise also i've heard about it like there was a lot of research you did for this project massive because um, there were two great giants working on this project before we came in so lord cultural resources was this massive organization which is experts in museum design you okay. know uh, and conceiving museums you know okay. in that sense so so they were the chief consultants on the job Uh, so they had come up with a massive document uh, which is the report on on the bihar museum and there was maki and associates uh, which is the architects and he had his document uh, you know so we had this two godfathers uh, you know already on the project to look like at it. so so those were the so we went very deeply into into what they were saying and what was their vision and and the vision and they were representing the vision of the bihar government and and the chief minister and uh, the chief secretary you know uh and we did independent research because when we started working on the bihar museum project we realized the history which bihar has it's exactly. it's, it's enormous it's exactly. so fascinating it's like crazy and as a normal citizen i was not aware of that to that degree you know yes you knew a little bit about bihar and all those things and chanakya and a little bit of this but we never associated chanakya with bihar you know and and likewise and chandragupta and buddha and all those things you know so so that came in basically when when we were making our uh, so called pitch also that's how i how i sold bihar museum project to my client itself that this is uh, this is mega so how do you bring back so the whole concept which came out is how do we bring back the glory of bihar 
because this was bihar superbly rich in every perspective you know it was it was excellent in terms of the three pillars of governance you know right. of, of society it was the body mind and soul was taken care of in bihar uh, you know <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so uh, and there was a moment of time when all this happened excellence happened at at simultaneously you know right uh, in bihar and that's why the ganga basically which was the bed of the ganga where where entire thing everything happened you know um, so that that came forward as a, as a very very powerful uh, you know story which we thought we should tell uh, through the branding so for that what kind of what kind of research were you doing were you studying different books were you like going out yeah so there were there were lots of us doing continuous research on this so a is that a i think making yourself knowledgeable is uh, i think basics hmm. and it's important and integral Hmm. and the next step is basically how do you articulate it everything so what we did was what we we created the brand strategy hmm. we created the brand behavior we created the brand uh, character hmm. uh, we created uh, you know the so called pillars of what the brand would stand on hmm. you know um, and and we, we we created clear sense of purpose for what how the museum should be run right you know um and when we did that then that becomes the governing factor for how your identity would be created you have a representation right. you know right right so i think while while doing this entire branding exercise uh, we created this entire little booklet uh, which uh. you should read uh, it's called i am bihar museum uh. so it is the behavior book so we so we always pre- present uh, how an organization should behave as part of the brand strategy right and we told the client that you know uh, in an instead of giving you a lecture on how to behave mm-hmm. we created a prose mm-hmm. you know in first person on how the museum should behave so it's called i am bihar museum so I, the museum talks about its own journey to the people right okay, this is who i am uh-huh. you know? uh, so what we did for the client so there were the 60 people in the room along uh-huh. with the chief secretary and and each one of us read a paragraph of this book you know which oh. gets a small booklet yeah and i could see that each of these people there who were from bihar you know they had goose pimples on their uh, on their body you know <laughs> because it connected them so powerfully and i said there is and i told the chief secretary i said you do not need anything more than this book to tell people how to behave uh, i said all you got to tell your people is read this book and then take the decision and and so once we created this very strong foundation uh, for the branding we set out to design the logo mm-hmm. and the identity for the it the hardest part No. Uh, which is tough part because mm-hmm. basically you're putting all this entire uh, information yeah, into yeah, one yeah. little uh, logo you know mm-hmm. so how do you do that and and yeah. that became a huge struggle yeah i want to ask how do you do that <laughs> how do i do that is <laughs> <laughs> not giving up uh, being uh, the most horrible boss ever uh, in the process you know so how, how, constantly saying no so team is i don't think at any given point of time we have had several people coming and working with us but uh, and everybody would always put their best and sometimes the best is not good enough mm. i don't think anybody produced stuff which was incorrect because everybody was immersed in that knowledge right. uh, and and that moment uh, at any given point of time so everybody was true to to what they were creating yeah, right. uh, but what is perfectly fitting was the question you know is it perfectly fitting this this en- entity which we want to create you know right. and that barometer would lie in my hands uh, ah, and i became i become the evil person <laughs> at that point of time so the this identity is is full of stories within itself you know uh, and we thought that the museum is not here to to live for a day you know right. it's going to live its journey you know and 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 thereby basically it will have lot of chances to tell its story right right you know so the three pillars is a story the bodhi tree is a story 
the devanagari script is a story and and uh, and how we took the so called uh, surya rekha you know and extended it yeah and how we put the so called uh, the roman script on top of it right right you know right, so right. everything has got a uh, reason behind so we did the identity in about i think 4 months uh, okay. the branding and identity yeah okay yeah one more thing that uh, i wanted to ask was that you created a final one symbol uh, which was a which was a major hero of this i would say you obviously created a lot of other things but the final symbol that you created how did you convince so many people to go with that one particular symbol so obviously you create options for the client and uh, but as a designer i i personally don't believe in options uh, mm. but i give options uh purely to pitch one against the other uh, mm. i right from the beginning know which one is going to work yeah it's also a, a, a sort of a giving a proof of concept to the client that you know why something else doesn't work uh, i don't like ha huh, but not deliberately that way i mean we we the, the three ideas uh, are true to themselves in his perspective uh, but as a person who's making a presentation or uh, needs to be confident about what works uh, i am reasonably confident about the one which works uh, for sure you know i think that's a lot of art also it's hard to explain why how do you do that right no it's nothing to do with art i think so okay. it's got to do with lot of hard work articulation uh-huh. being extremely careful about how you make your presentations uh, right. it's crafting a presentation uh-huh. you know uh, making sure you're communicating it clearly uh, Yeah. So literally, you're putting layer upon layer into the client's uh, head and building up your presentation in such a way. So when a time comes to present the idea, yeah. uh, they are ready to receive it uh-huh. in the right context. You know, so you put the framework in place. Yeah, and you also worked with the Puri Oil, right? Puri Oil is our current client, so we yeah. continue to work with them. It's a, it's another it's a it's a legacy brand. It's yeah. a legacy brand. That's the thing. Like I remember P Mark oil. P Mark, yeah. P Mark. I think that's it's known as P Mark. It is still P Mark oil. Yeah. Whatever. So so a very conservative company. Their product is really good. I cook in that sometimes. Yeah. So they they create a very high quality and good quality uh, mustard oil. Uh, for our international listeners, uh, Indians cook in mustard oil, and it's not that common in other countries. Yeah, it's slightly a pungent oil, and yeah. certain dishes really come fantastic. It's delicious. and they had yellow and red that packaging yeah, was yeah yeah like so one of the good uh, decisions which we took uh, and we advised the client is to retain their brand identity mm-hmm. we said that it's important to celebrate your your legacy you know right. uh, it's important to celebrate tradition because it's a traditional oil its main purpose is to do cooking you know and right. and it will continue to cook its traditional dishes you know nice right. uh, it's not a modern oil you know mm-hmm. uh, people will indian especially will love to cook their own food and and their own dishes and 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 savor in it you know so right. so i think we need to continue that celebration of of indian cooking and indian dishes you know yeah uh, and wherever mustard oil will be used it will continue to be used and i think even the younger generation is going away from indian cuisine mm-hmm. they will come back yeah. you know, we're going to continue to be indians and we love our food and the challenge must be huge that you know it comes with such a legacy and especially not just legacy in terms of what quality of product they make even the visual legacy you you actually revitalized that yeah we revitalized it also we redesigned the packaging for it uh, mm-hmm. so it was um, a circular bottle and uh, we just changed that into a rectangular bottle mm-hmm. and uh, his sales increased by 20% oh how did that happen i mean is there core because uh, you can there was only p mark visible on the shelf and nobody else 
<laughs> did you do it intentionally like were you strategically doing of course. that at design is always for me design is by intent how did you guess that you know this might just be more visible so basically uh, very simple that when people uh, make purchases a large part of it is what comes to their eye so mm. once is that you have a regular list of products which you want to buy you know which mm-hmm. has come as a list and you say okay i want to buy sugar so you pick up sugar but what mm. which sugar will pick up mm. i want to buy i also will pick up oil now there are a lot of people who are always on the bench as far as which oil to pick up so mm. the the regulars will always buy your product mm-hmm. yeah but there's a huge market which is not the regulars you mm. know which don't cook in say mustard oil every day mm-hmm. but they would cook one dish a month you know so yeah. they will pick it up Mm. So you have this massive market which you want to shift, you know, mm. towards you, which is which is much larger market right. than a regular market, and that's by creating presence. That so you we create that. a very strong presence on the shop so by design. So while just because everybody is, uh, you know, producing uh, these uh, packaging in cylindrical, uh, you know, bottles, uh, you also make one. and everybody makes one yeah. you know and nobody knows why they are making it in the first uh-huh. place you know so <laughs> it makes maybe economical sense uh, or uh, or everybody says okay then they concentrate on other things to make Half it other times i think uh, it's just a norm that people are following and then nobody questions the norm yeah but i find it very strange because you can see it if you can see the hole in in the possibilities <laughs> you just fill it up so recently lopez design was commissioned to create an identity for partners forum which is going to happen in december and and the identity that you have designed is on fabric yes yes so how did that happen how i mean why fabric and what was the brief like so like typically a conference logo from a logo design perspective is a, is a pretty Modern, okay okay project simple. to do yeah because it's only has a small life you know ah uh, so there is so first thing we influence the client by saying that uh, let's start this project early you know so but was, what was the brief what was the brief the brief was that? largely it's that the partnership forum is about furthering goals of improving mother child and adolescent health okay. and other issues okay. related to that so pmnch uh, is the client which is an organization based in geneva and uh, they have the partnership forum every 2 years okay. every 4 years okay and we have done their earlier forums also you know uh, so they keep coming back to us as a client and this time i told the client that can we have the logo in in advance okay you know can we start create a journey for the logo and journey for the conference right where you unleash the logo and allow it to grow right right you and, know? and by the time it reach not uh-huh. just so it's constantly evolving as an identity you know and the client uh, jumped at the idea so mm-hmm. so the so there was a curtain raiser in delhi uh, mm-hmm. so it, it's this time the conference is happening in in delhi and india is the partner country Mm-hmm. so you had priyanka chopra and uh, prime minister of india unveiling the logo mm-hmm. uh, and the conference uh, way ahead so we did it i think 8 8 months ahead mm-hmm. and uh, the logo was unveiled you know mm-hmm. but the idea of pipli came in again that we were we were trying to create an identity uh, which had a reasonable amount of authenticity about it and and uh, and the idea about uh, the fabric came in into place when we were struggling with again working on an identity which was sort of uh, becoming a circle of life and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. uh, and and then then we said so one of us uh, dikshit came up with the idea why don't we do it on pipli and i said that's it but what is pipli just pipli it's a it's a craft for, uh, of of this region uh, near puri mm-hmm. you know uh, orissa uh, mm-hmm. okay. and and uh, there's a village called pipli Uh-huh. and this village uses this craft to uh, you know embellish uh, using fabric uh-huh. 
so it's a decorative art for meant for religious purposes okay. you know? so it was used in certain festivals mm. this art furthered itself into uh, a modern avatar of, of very colorful patchwork uh, mm. you know so it is patchwork uh, craft and then it became uh, there's a more modern version so we took the modern version and further modernized it okay. and made it universal so uh, so that it's uh, because uh, that the the conference is here is, is a global conference you know uh-huh. so so the roots lie in 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 the pipli craft in that uh-huh. sense and we got the pipli village people to do it uh, uh-huh. in, in crafted themselves you know oh, okay. and and uh, we worked very closely with them but the main idea became not the pipli craft the main idea became that it is fabric of society uh-huh. uh the whole concept of patchwork uh-huh. you know happens when uh when when in society finds means of survival and existence right uh by making things happen for itself right right so patch, so patchwork oh, is is yeah. is is existent everywhere in the world mm-hmm. in in the world war uh when there was no food there was poverty at the highest degree mm-hmm. people made do did with everything they had Sim- similarly in india so we took chitres pieces mm. of cloth and made it into bed covers and and mm. you know uh, blankets mm. and and we made them and while making them we made them into beautiful things yeah. <laughs> you know uh, and and there, there was there's a lot of tapestry work uh, which is patchwork all across the world which is extremely beautiful yeah. uh, but where did it come from it came from a need and that's where basically that's how we we spoke to the client and we sold it to the client saying that this is the fabric of society and what we are trying to do is to influence the fabric of society bring about this change bring about betterment right. you know right. so so we also for the for the so called um, curtain raiser mm. we, we went half and half you know yeah. um so we had this uh, entire entire logo which was done on the on the fabric itself mm-hmm. and uh, and that point of time basically there was little time left so we went uh, uh, digital uh, for the rest of the collateral but the moment it went digital mm-hmm. i banged my head on the wall <laughs> and i said no way we can do this you know no way you know so so and, uh, no i said we are destroying the very fabric which we are talking about you know in that right. sense so it now it's become false it's become plastic it's become artificial uh, so i reversed my decision i influenced the client so we had a meeting in london and mm-hmm. and i told the client listen uh, you know it's got a very good review everybody was very happy mm-hmm. the government was extremely happy everybody internationally was appreciating the logo mm-hmm. and i said let's be authentic let's continue this authenticity right but give me the free hand let me begin again with a blank slate right because let the logo evolve further and you also have plans after that logo is used in so, the in the conference so you should right? wait and see what comes out of it now so for the conference we have we have taken the identity further mm-hmm. so of course the logo stays as as the way it is the symbol stays as the way it is but how we use it uh, has moved further Mm-hmm. uh so we again told the client that we will not use any artificial material for the conference uh, so we'll produce everything on fabric uh, you know all the designs on fabric right. we will design it in such a way the system uh, designed such a way uh, that all these pieces can be repurposed wow you know wow <laughs> and repurposed and at the end of the conference made into you know runners or mm-hmm. pillow covers Mm-hmm. or uh, wall hangings wow. and given away to the delegates and speakers as uh, a memento uh, so you taking the conference back with you right you know? right right so right. again the same conference has got uh, about 1200 um, people delegates coming from all over the world right we will produce 1200 unique bags mm-hmm. so a that we have 
again there are six colors uh, mm -hmm. so there are six color colors of bags which made in cloth right they made like jolas which mm -hmm. is indian mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and you have this patchwork coming and fitting anywhere on the bag that is interesting because i i can just imagine how beautiful those bags will look when it comes out like yes yes because and it has got branding and no branding both so exactly. so so what we said it we told the client we will not brand it we will not put the logo on this but we need not put the logo because the person who's carrying this bag knows the story of this bag yeah yeah so the advocacy component or the story which we want to live with mm -hmm. and because this bag is beautiful colorful everybody will want to use it and or, or gift it to somebody when they go back home i mean it will look brilliant because first of all the colors that you have chosen are quite like they are primary soft yeah they are very rich they are very you know, rich like, and it will look quite bright i can see and the interesting part this is another avenue where branding is moving and it is exciting for me as well that we are you know we are not slapping the logo on every damn thing yeah 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 <laughs> yeah like that, that we don't those, need to we don't need to and uh, that i think is a very exciting place to explore and this is interesting that you are doing it in this way which is quite useful in fact so we had this uh, global committee meeting in delhi where all the government officials and everybody was there all the stakeholders were there Mm. and when we made this presentation to them i mean everybody clapped because mm. it made perfect sense you know this is the first conference ever i think where where we're going to use material mm. which is environmentally friendly which mm. is sustainable mm. and as an idea basically it's going to be repurposed mm. uh and not only that then i sold them the idea about ke the client again that how this designs which are produced for the conference can we give it away to the people people yeah yeah you know That's and let them produce it commercially You know? uh, so the initially the client was a little bit hesitant what happens to my copyright and all this i said don't worry uh, you know because the client wanted to backward integrate this particular logo conference logo into their uh, you know company okay. logo into their organization logo you know so i said let this logo evolve into an organization logo so uh, that don't worry about that and and let this whatever you produce materials yeah. let that let them be used by by the people craftsmen uh, for commercial purpose and because the brand still exist on it you know the story will continue also basically letting it loose because i think a lot of people are very protective about about their brand and all those things you know and yeah. then the moment the brand goes into a public sphere and and people own it right then that's nothing better for the brand you yeah. know so uh, and here this is an advocacy brand so here yeah. we're talking about behavioral changes uh, you know and 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 influencing policies and all those things and how do you bring it into mainstream yeah uh you know so so this is a fantastic opportunity which i think uh, we have now with with mm. a brand which is unimaginable when we started this exercise right and the last component which we are doing now is we are telling the client is can we now connect these people craftsmen because they do not know how to sell their products mm -hmm. to a buyer mm -hmm. so can we get the biggest buyer mm -hmm. to commit to buy from these people mm -hmm. 3 4 5 mm -hmm. items and sell it globally So now we are not talking about people people selling it to a few hundred customers mm -hmm. but here is going into thousands and thousands of customers right. you know as a beautiful design right and 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 we we say that in the in the so called uh, MOU which you sign with with tripartite uh, you know MOU which you sign mm. you you make sure that basically the story of this uh you know craft and 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 and, and 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 the design is talked about on on the tag you know and that will make it everlasting and and this was impossible to imagine uh, or conceive as a project to right. begin with and client couldn't couldn't have commissioned us from that right, perspective right, right. so that's why when like when i was talking about puri uh, oil right. mills uh, we gave away the idea we here we gave away hundreds of ideas you know we were commissioned for one 
<laughs> and uh, so uh, the final project that we will talk about is one of your most recent project what you did with Ayushman Bharat program which was commissioned by UNICEF for government of India right yeah 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 it was very well crafted but at the same time it has that flexibility and it's very indian can you tell us more about that project yeah so that's another breakthrough in terms of how how branding can be done so so uh, a little bit about aishman bharat so there are these um, 150000 uh, health centers across our country uh, which needed to be rebranded with the new initiative of the current government uh, which is the aishman bharat uh, initiative health centers you know Mm-hmm. uh where they wanted to reengineer the entire health center in, mm-hmm. in a very modern and contemporary perspective so that right. health eventually uh, facilities etc etc uh, reach to the end user uh, which mm-hmm. is the you know, citizens of india all across in a effective and a you know um, uh, productive way you know so uh, so it's something like you can consult a doctor over the internet you know um, so taking care of the elderly you know a neonatal care you know things like that so health health at the village level is 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 very poor and and the challenges are extremely uh, complex uh, right. at 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 the village level uh, and and typically basically that every village behaves itself in a very unique way you know right. uh, and in isolated way you know so the reasons for a villager for not doing something in a certain manner was because of certain belief systems mm. or certain understanding of that particular village you know right. very different from the village next door Right, right, know? right. Exactly. It would have its own reasons for its success and failures. You know, right. so, uh, so we and and we were we are isolated pockets of society. You know, mm-hmm. as the way we are, uh, you know, we we have grown as a nation. You know, yeah. And and one of the challenges which I found that 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 how do you speak locally to people? How do you connect locally to people? Right, we have. Uh, and the same time, basically, this is an national program. You know, Ashman Bharat, and we were told to brand uh, the buildings and and. make mm-hmm. them interesting and attractive to people you know mm-hmm. so we came up with several ideas and 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 the government was almost finalizing an idea because there were deadlines and prime minister right. was inaugurating this place in in chatisgarh you know uh-huh. and i said no this is not going forward what idea was it like can so you it was typical graphic design stuff uh, with some <laughs> graphics there uh, uh-huh. you know and 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 one thing we came up with what 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 came up right pretty early was to create illustrations you mm-hmm. know of the of the different uh, facilities with the government is providing right so people would see it and recognize as as a facility you know yeah, this providing yeah. so that was a that was the big idea we came up with in the beginning mm-hmm. but i but but the graphics which were coming up was not according to me connecting to the people it was one typical graphics was going across all buildings across all facilities mm-hmm. you know and the challenge we were facing that no two facilities were looking alike no two right. buildings were alike you know right. and i said how do you create a system design to go on to every building so so i came up with this uh, instant idea it's this these things when you sleep over problems and next right. morning you, you get an idea yeah. uh and and uh, i said basically why, why can't we create a very simple system of design uh, of of taking a window or a door and and taking this circular illustration and then we told the we, we gave the flexibility of of the local artisan or the lo- local painter to put this the circular illustration any way they wished uh, you know uh, uh, near a window or a door uh, and then you say okay now you put it uh, with a certain distance away from the window and then you connect this thing with a line Uh-huh. and you connect this with another line uh-huh. you know with a certain distance between the line right. and now you fill up this in between spaces with your design which whatever you wish to do okay okay so local art local, local art 
and we created this simple manual and we said okay the background has to be this color this has to be this color now in between you put your own craft uh, artwork whatever you wish and we give examples of what you would do with a varli what you would do with madhya pradesh what right. you would do with some other craft you know right. and we showed them this is how somebody would do it in their state you do it in your your style in your state you know right. and we we gave it this to the government the manual and the government sent it to all its centers across the country uh-huh. and then we started twiddling our thumbs with what will happen so the uh-huh. so the, we we had a meeting with the with the chief minister right uh, sorry with the health minister Okay. and uh, he was very nervous he saying pata nahi kya ho jayega this will all get destroyed it, you know uh, and then i i i put my best uh, you know the uh, uh, best of myself forward to him and said don't worry it will happen you know and it will happen beautifully and the result starts pouring in slowly slowly with us and and uh, i am it is beyond my imagination of what is coming out now uh, this thing I so there are pictures. It's, yes it's amazing it's so this this process is still on the painting process is still on and once this 150000 uh, health centers uh, well, get like 50000 uh, yeah it's a huge thing so it, it's it's I, I do not know i don't know who will fund me to go and record everything uh, and also what we want to do is to uh, you know reach out to somebody to fund us to uh, do research on this to see the mm. impact of this you know to go in from village to village and talk to people and see what they think and feel about it or even so, how, how so, you can improve it further maybe yeah the, the the couple of interviews which we have got and and couple of bites which i've got have been very constructive and people explain these things in very very interesting ways you know mm. of what how they are connecting with this, this local this people local people yes mm. but but i think once we have a a, a good data on board it will encourage more and more of us to think in this manner you know because i i think that this nation is extremely unique nation we are terribly unique you know there is nothing like us anywhere else true you know and so thereby we 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 can produce stuff which is just meant for us and and we can we can we can be immersed in these solutions in manner which which we fit perfectly with us which which nobody from outside can conceive it for us because what the west has done for itself is great and we have lots to learn from there mm-hmm. but there's tremendous amount of we can learn from our from ourselves mm-hmm. you know we are very complex and, and it requires different type of solutions for us insights are different are like uh, in fact even the languages you know yeah languages culture behavior everything is different not that that uh, the, the the traditional way of doing symbols and all is is bad and wrong you know but mm-hmm. but there are other answers yeah and modern answers as well but in indian context this is as contemporary as anything else it's is now yeah, yeah exactly exactly that that was one thing i got impressed by i don't know why 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 people see contemporary stuff uh, in a very different perspective so what you see from netherlands or from uk is contemporary and modern but i think what's happening now in india and and lot of yeah. interesting stuff is as contemporary and as modern yeah, yeah it never existed before so we just talked about your work till now and one common thread that i see is it doesn't have that sugar icing you don't add that you know which is a good thing which is an interesting thing that uh, the visuals aren't made for just titillation and you know that excitement which is a common trend that's happening right now your work has depth it has research the things you make has reason to exist but i see a lot of like young designers or new studios that are forcing that sugar icing onto their work 
I mean, how, how can we get rid of this sugar icing from our design printers? No, so there are two parts to design, the thinking part and the application part. I think uh, people are getting better and better at the craft. Okay. So there are tools, you know, so you yeah. have the software tools which allow you to make things jump and hmm. scream and shout and do all those things and stretch and, right. you know, uh, all those things. And then, then and you as a person will get enamored by what's the possibility of that, uh, <laughs> the tool, you know. Yeah. And, and I think it allows you to glorify uh, your capabilities. There's no harm in that, you know, uh, but you add responsibility to it mm. and things change. Mm -hmm. And that responsibility and you, you can take responsibility provided you have this belief that you can become a change agent. Mm. And when that aspect of that I can make change happen, mm -hmm. the aspect of responsibility comes in. And that's a very, very powerful tool. And now you use these other tools which you have, Photoshop, yeah. <laughs> Illustrator, yeah. Premiere, all these softwares yeah. to, to further your goals. Your, further, your goals are far beyond embellishment, you're far beyond uh, you know, icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. and, and if somebody is hiring for that, then, then they are mistaken. And if you are feeding that hiring uh, you know, understanding, then you are misleading what design is. Design is never meant to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Design always had a very far bigger goal. It had a purpose. What has happened to it? <laughs> mm -hmm. And let's talk about Lopez Forums. This is part of your studio culture where you get speakers from diverse backgrounds to speak about their practice. Like by diverse background, I mean you get journalists, you get dancers, you get researchers, pastry chefs, anthropologists, farmers and like many more other professions. So it's a great way to widen your perspective as a designer as well. When did you start this? Oh, I think we started about two years back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so again, basically, um, again, my own limitations that I'm not a very social person. I don't go for parties. I don't meet mm -hmm. more people. So I'm a frog in the pond in Shapurjat. <laughs> uh, I, morning I come into Shapurjat and, and then evening I go and to my home in Gurgaon. And, uh, and I thought basically that it, it was slowly, slowly closing my world and making it smaller and smaller and smaller and insular in nature. And also basically that uh, another way of doing is, uh, is attending conferences, lectures you yeah. know, and all those things, which again one does not have the time. Mm. Uh, Delhi is an extremely vibrant place, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, there are and lots people. and lots of things happening and you have intention to go but you don't land up going. So I said, can we bring the world to us? Mm. And I said, there's this huge aspect of the, the future of design, the future of multidisciplinary design is about collaboration, mm -hmm. you know, and where am I going to get all these collaborators from? Right. And how do I know who's the next collaborator I require? So I, mm. am, am I going to make uh, the deals with, uh, you know, with, with a software engineer or a dancer? Because I do not know whom I'm going to, to want to collaborate with next, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we started the forum. Simply. Right. So I called a few of my friends and uh, some of our studio people called their friends and that's the first forum started. So we called 10 people to present to each other. Uh -huh. And one of those 10 people is Lopez Design. So the okay. entire Lopez Design people become one person. Uh -huh. okay. And there are ten other, uh, 9 right. other people who are presenting to each other. Right, right, so right. you are not only presenting to us as a possible uh, you know, uh, partner or collaborator, right. but you are presenting to each other, right. 9 other people. Right, right, right. And you, tomorrow you could be, so you come to the forum, you could be, you know, uh, uh, collaborating with somebody else who is presented in, in the, in the yeah, forum. Yeah, yeah. 
that's one thing which has happened the yeah. second thing which happened is that we said that for every forum then we'll invite you again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the list will come to you in advance mm -hmm. and and you can see who's coming and then you could be attracted to this particular group of people and attend that forum for that okay. particular day it's a full day event and uh, and we have a fantastic day but but it's so rich Yeah. So the 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 good part about this, I get to know somebody through their work. Right, 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 right. And uh, now what is happening is most of the people who come for the forum, I do not know them, uh, because we apply a simple formula. So one, as a speaker, once you come, we request uh, you to connect us to five more people whom uh, you think are doing great work. Ah, uh, interesting. So there are people coming and presenting whom I do not know of. Hmm. And so. Every person I meet is this wonderful person doing mm -hmm. great work mm -hmm. in their field, mm -hmm. and from a diverse field, not necessarily from my field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean you have. So so so, so the learnings, so. yeah, yeah. So the learnings which I get is is, is uh, unmol. Are there any plans of publishing it online? Oh, it is it is online. So okay. there are a lot of uh, so we re video record it. Uh -huh. Again, we have not been too successful, but I intend to put some funds into. Mm -hmm. uh, Uh, editing this video, so we we video record it and we put it on YouTube. Ah, okay. So our listeners can watch. Yeah, listeners can watch. Oh, perfect. So, yeah. So the forum is public uh, once it is uh, published, and uh, otherwise it's meant only for people who come in present. Yeah. Uh, people who are interested to who think they are doing interesting work, uh, mm. young and experienced people, yeah. diverse people are most welcome to write to us. Yes. Uh, at info at lopezdesign dot com and uh, and we'll look at your work and and invite you. You know, it's also open to two youngsters, mm -hmm. two young people who not necessarily present but can attend the forum. Mm -hmm. uh, they just have to write a note to us about mm -hmm. themselves uh -huh. in two hundred words, uh -huh. and uh, if we are impressed, we'll invite you for the forum. Ah, uh, and which was that one presentation that blew your mind? It was like I had never. heard about this particular thing ever um, more than heard about it's about uh, the amazing uh, you know so this dastan goi uh, sunil mehra guy yeah, yeah, dastan goi i know about yeah, yeah. i don't know the <laughs> the storytelling technique of dastan goi yeah, where yeah. they where they, they recite stories two 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 guys two talk about uh, this thing right. in in urdu largely is done in urdu yeah and this guy came and extempo did this presentation and and, and also did the dastan goi amazing character you know so we have had lots of these guys coming up and 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 presenting to us you know mm. which which is like yeah thumping heart thumping uh, you know uh, personalities right. and and presentations you know and most people come and just just talk about their work you know i yeah. uh, some of them do prepare presentations some come with written presentations they said uh, we are nervous about presenting and i will read out my presentation <laughs> so yeah yeah writers and uh, you know um, uh, illustrators and 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 people like that um, yeah social workers uh, cinematographers a massive repertoire of people and and i'm amazed and i i just can't stop this thing from happening now mm -hmm. although it's a lot of work which goes into making it happen right i mean obviously this is one thing that people don't realize uh, how much of time and effort it takes to do initiatives like these i now i know from first hand how much it takes to make these things happen i mean from the, the entire team there is there's one or two people responsible for it who go after following up with people then um, there is uh, zina who makes sure that food is made there's vijay everybody in my team you know right. uh, everybody is making this uh, entire thing exercise seamless 
it's like a proper conference you know uh, and uh, one thing i've heard you do is you reinvent the studio every few years every few years no but i'm reinventing it now <laughs> okay uh, so so physically we are shifting our studio to a new place we're uh -huh. building our own studio the way i think a studio should be built Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm building it in that fashion, and and because of it, we are losing a lot of people in the bargain, and also it is giving me a chance to reinvent myself and and and, and the studio itself, you know. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at people with diverse perspective, younger people, mm -hmm. uh, and, and giving me a chance to bring in a team together uh, with a different sort of uh, mechanics or 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 chemistry, which will will create a different type of explosion. Mm -hmm. you know and 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 i'm no longer afraid of uh, of reinventing myself and the studio mm -hmm. uh, and i think i can do that as many times as i wish to um, and what kind because of i'm not afraid of that that, that that type of failure sorry so what kind of people are you looking for uh, very difficult to define so i'm meeting as many people uh -huh. <laughs> as possible uh -huh. of course uh, portfolio is the the entry uh, barrier uh, right we we have a lot of people anyway applying to Lupe Design uh, as such, so the scanning constantly is happening. But but uh, but large part of it is is, is through word of mouth. I'm I'm putting the word out there that that to find uh, people with mm -hmm. reasonable amount of self belief, independent thinking, great talent, and technical skills, right. which is important. Mm -hmm. Then please refer them to us. And what's next for Lupe's Design, apart from moving to a new space and the next project mm. is the what next for us. It's a given opportunity. I think every project, no matter what it is, is, is an opportunity for us uh, to, to bring about this transformation, to bring about this influence. I think design designers need to become influencers. Mm -hmm. uh, not influencers of our craft, but in, influencers of our thinking, influencers of what we can do to society. Anthony, thanks for being on the podcast. It was amazing talking to you. It was amazing talking to you and thank you for giving me the platform. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you find conversations like this valuable and want to help me bring you more content like this, there are many ways you can support this podcast. You can leave a review on the platform you're listening to this podcast on. You can tell a friend about it or you can also share this podcast on social media. You can also extend a financial support. To know more about that, visit designthisway.com. Please know that I really appreciate your support and uh, if you have any comments, feedback, suggestion, feel free to get in touch with me on social media or email. You can get my email and social media links uh, on my website www.kaval.co. In my next episode, I have another interesting guest for you. So see you soon.